Okay, Alexander, we have to do a video on France. It's been a couple of weeks since we've talked about what's going on in France. Protests, it seems, every day. And the interesting part is that the collective West mainstream media, like the big mainstream media outlets, they really don't cover the, uh, the protests that are going on in France. And it does seem that they're going on on a daily basis. And uh, then we have the, the big financial news about France, big financial news about France, which you will get into. Macron is in big, big trouble. And it seems like he doesn't care that much either. It's, it's such a bizarre thing going on in, in, in France at the moment with the, with the elite class in France and in Europe, for that matter. What's, what's the story in France? Well, th there's a wonderful Greek word called stasis. Everything is at a stop. And I think this is where France is. Things are getting worse all the time. Um, Macron got re-elected because he wasn't Marine Le Pen and all the things were done to make him win. And Marine Le Pen was talked up into this you know, monstrous figure that people mustn't vote for under any circumstances but he was never particularly popular that's the important first thing to understand about Macron and he was supposed to be the person who was going to carry out these huge reforms in France but he's never really presented a coherent reform program to the French people one that they can get behind and understand and support instead he has tried to govern in this enormously autocratic Jupiterian way, as he puts it himself, you know, like Louis XIV or Napoleon or whatever. He makes these great decrees and somehow the whole of France is supposed to click its heels and accept this. And that was how he started his second term. And he didn't do very much. He spent an awful lot of time initially talking about Ukraine, negotiating with Putin Nothing very much happened. And then the war began, and then he committed France towards full support for Ukraine and full support for the sanctions. And eventually, as things in France began to deteriorate, and with Macron, Macron's party losing control of the French National Assembly, the left and the right outpolled his party to the point where his party lost its majority there. He came up with this pension plan, this pension reform plan, and that was very unpopular and it didn't look like the, par the parliament would pass it. So he signed it in by decree, which was even more unpopular and even more controversial in France than the plan itself. And the Council of State rubber stamped that decision. So it's now law. But the people of France are furious. The political the people in the parliament are furious. He can't get legislation passed. He's lost the ability, in effect, to carry out any change in France itself. He no longer governs France. He administers it. His role is reduced to that of a big glorified administrator uh, because no proposal that he makes now is going to be accepted. And at the same time, the overall political situation is deteriorating. His decision, as I said, to 
pass this reform in this extraordinary way has triggered massive protests. As you rightly say, protests happen every day. Yesterday was the 1st of May. There were very big protests in France on the 1st of May. The police say 800,000 people protested. Others put it much higher. The unions say it was 2.5 million people. By the way, I think the unions are more likely right than the police. But if people want to disagree, that's fine. There was some violence, probably uh, from anarchists. And, you know, one always has to, if they were anarchists, one has to wonder who these people really were and whose agenda these people were really serving. But whatever, it gives the impression of instability in France. And with a president who's no longer governing, but simply administering, and who's lost interest in governing France because he knows he can't, who's lost control of the political system, but who cannot be removed in a straightforward constitutional way, and with years of this still to go, and with France now the most third most heavily indebted country in the West, its uh, debt is now greater than Italy's, it's got a bigger economy than Italy's, GDP in GDP terms, but much of that debt is owed to overseas investors. Um, there's a general loss of confidence, and France has now suffered a credit downgrade. I think it was Fitch downgraded it from its AAA status to, I think, AA minus or something like that. Perhaps one shouldn't pay too much attention to that, but certainly it does seem to reflect the general sentiment in the international um, investment community that France is going downhill, that things are not working in France, the government can't govern, the president who isn't governing can't be replaced, he dare not call elections because if he does he knows his party will lose and his problems will get worse and so the result is stasis. Yeah it is uh, Fitch, Fitch cut uh, France's debt rating to, to double A minus. Which is which is terrible. Okay, so yeah, so I mean, you know, I think I think the main word that you said that I got out of everything you said was he's not interested, and I think that's right. Macron, I don't think Macron was ever really that interested in governing France. I think he wants to be the the the, the leader of of something bigger in his mind, Europe, the EU. The United Nations, I don't know. The United States of America, I don't know. You know, in France's, in, in Macron's mind, France was just just a stepping, stepping stone to something much bigger. And it, and it just seems like Macron is just not interested. So why doesn't he just leave? Well, I think he might even... <laughs> you know, just, just leave. That, that might actually be what's needed to break the logjam. Now, can I just say a few things? Because when he became president, I mean, to the extent that he had a program then, and it was always very nebulous and amorphous, because remember, he posed as the outsider, you know, the radical from the outside was going to come in and change everything. And as we said at the time, in fact, he was a complete insider. He was, you know, uh, he came from one of these uh, schools that trained the French elite. He'd worked in banking. He'd done all kinds of things. He'd been, I think, 
a minister in Francois Hollande's government. I mean, the idea of him in, as an outsider was a ridiculous one. But to the extent that he had an actual programme, it was what he said himself. It was more Europe. It was integrate France even more deeply in Europe, with France eventually assuming, or rather, he himself ultimately assuming, some kind of leading role in Europe. He was going to be not just the president of France, he was going to be the supreme leader of Europe as well, leading uh, Europe, replacing Germany and all that. Well, it hasn't worked out that way. I mean, his political base is not strong enough. France isn't strong enough for that role. And besides, many, many people in France don't want it. They are more concerned about the situation in France. But he's not going to get his more Europe. He's been sidelined within Europe. Um, the Germans don't particularly like him. His one real chance of a breakthrough came uh, when Merkel left the scene. He was hoping, I think, that Armin Laschet, who was Merkel's preferred choice um, as her successor, as Chancellor, would become German Chancellor. Laschet uh, speaks French, was a friend, apparently, but of course he failed to win the election. He was a flop in the election campaign. He got Olaf Scholz instead. Uh, Macron doesn't get on particularly well with Scholz, it seems. Nobody does, by the way. So that didn't work out. And as he rightly says, he hasn't got any part of his programme in place, more Europe has failed. Reform in France has failed. He's unpopular with the people of France. He doesn't seem interested in governing the country. He isn't capable of governing the country. So logically, the best thing to do for himself and for France would be for him to go. Now, a couple of weeks ago, there were rumours that he was actually considering that possibility. He hasn't done it. Perhaps he should. Perhaps somebody should take him aside and suggest it to him. But, of course, the worry that he has and the French elite have is that if Macron steps down and there were elections, I presume there would have to be elections at some point, the person who would win would be Le Pen, and they still don't want that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was what the, the Chinese told Macron as well. That, you know, it's, it's, it's not working out the way you thought it was going to work out, Macron, when you first became president of France. But, you know, listen to us, align with us, take our advice, and we can, you know, make, make Europe what you envisioned it to be when you became president. But in order to do this, Macron, you have to leave behind the... Uh, the, the current powers that be and, and look east. I think that was kind of the pitch that China was giving Macron. I think Macron liked that that idea, oh, but I think he went back to France and he realized as much as uh, as that idea appeals to me, it's impossible to, to make it work. Absolutely. I mean, he, he has no support um, within the collective West for that kind of policy. I mean, de Gaulle could have pulled it off. Even perhaps uh, Mitterrand at one time might have done it. But Macron just doesn't have the stature or the courage 
or the political imagination or the, the strength of personality to do it. So he just drifts. He has, he's one of these people who from time to time shows a kind of flash of intellectual understanding that things are not being done well. But he never has the courage at the end of the day to take on the kind of people he would need to take on in order to win through. Instead, what he does is that he takes out his anger, because I'm sure there is a lot of anger there. He takes out his anger on his own people. He tries to impress all of these people that he's intimidated by by carrying out flashy reforms, which aren't really properly thought through, and which you can only enforce by decree and through the riot police. Yeah. All right, so what happens now, to wrap up the video, what, what happens to France now? Well, I think there's, there's, there's two possibilities. One possibility is that he does follow the advice that <laughs> we've been talking about and listen, perhaps, to his own feelings and step down. And as I said, that might break the logjam and open the way for someone else. I'm afraid the other possibility is a more realistic one, which is that things continue as they are. A deeply unpopular president administering rather than governing, things getting worse, things going on like this for years. You know, he's got, what, two more years to go? Was it three? I can't remember. And uh, um, that France just plunges down and more credit downgrades perhaps and eventually and this is the real danger a, a, a doom loop in terms of debt um, a a massive bolt you get people pulling their money out of France um, the country goes spiraling downwards and of course if that happens then I mean the effect on Europe is going to just be I mean, it's going to be unimaginable. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there. The Duran.locals.com. We are on Rumble and Rockfin, Odyssey, BitChute, and Telegram. And go to the Duran shop, 10% off. Use the code GOODDAY. Take care.